This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone. We're here and we're learning Parashat Miketz. And to this, it says that Yosef had two children. First name was Menashe. Second was Ephraim. Pasuk says, Why did Yosef call the Bechor Menashe? Ki nashani Elohim et kol amali et kol bet avi. What does that mean? He says, you read it, Hashem made me forget. Nashani is Lashona, forget all my hardship and all my father's household. <coughs> that needs explanation. All my hardship I understand. Nashani, you made me forget all my hardship. That I understand. But what does it say next? You made me forget. You also allowed me to forget all my father's household. Look, look what the Pasuk says. Why is he calling Menashe Menashe? Why? He made me forget Elohim et kol ameli. All my suffering that he had. Yosef had suffering. You saw from 17, of course, in his end, there was no suffering. Everything was Gamzul Tovah. That's how he was able to succeed in life. When you believe everything is the best for you, so therefore you're able to pass every single test. Yes, it might be difficult. Yes, it might be hard. Yes, it might be suffering. Yes, yes, yes. But you know at the end of the day, Hashem is doing it for a reason and a good reason. And this is the best thing that could have happened to you. So therefore, even though He's saying, Hashem, you may forget my hardships, I am calling Him Menashe. Nashani. He made me forget the hardships. Why? Here He's in the position of second in command. You have Paro and you have Yosef. That's the way it was, right? Paro told Yosef, Yosef, you have everything. You have everything. You're in charge. Basically, you're in charge. But my ring, I want a stamp. I, I'll hold the, the, the Yanni. I'll, I'll write the signature. You know? Bottom line is, Yosef was second in command. Paro, Yosef. Even took off the Tabat. Right? Yeah or no? So, we have to know the second part, however. What's the second part? Not only that, you see later on. But you want to home at time. He tells all Egypt, Yosef. Go to Yosef. Whatever he says goes. That's how powerful he was. Right? That's how that's how powerful. And no, he says he gave him his ring. What does that mean? He gave, by the way, you know what Shmuel Birnbaum says about this? How is, how is Paro going ahead and giving his ring to Yosef? Even the ring he's giving to Yosef? You had a question, Marco. He's saying, hey, take my ring. Take my ring? Hey! How's he doing that? Usually if you're the king, you're going to give over your ring? You had a question? You have an answer for me or no? Steven, you have an answer? Because you know extra, extra language, you know? Should I tell you what Shmuel says? He says something amazing. He says that in life, if you want something to do some, something for you, like, and really feel for it, you got to make that person feel like he's in charge. Paro understands there's going to be a big famine. Who 
is going to save the famine? Yosef! You know how to do it? Yes. So you're going to be in charge now. But wait, I'm taking off my ring and I'm giving it to you. Why you have to do that? You do. You know why? Because now Yosef says, wow, I'm fully in charge. I better make this happen complete. Sometimes when you put, you delegate somebody to take care of something, you tell him you're fully in charge of this, he does a billion times better job because he knows that he is fully in charge of that. But all understood the way Yosef is going to fully execute this plan of making sure there will be food after the seven years of famine is if I fully, completely give over to Yosef everything, even the signature ring on his finger. Is that clear? Marco, is that clear? You hear that or what? Gotta hear that. Very clear. So he had to give over his signature ring to make sure Yosef is completely in charge. Now that we know that, now he's very in charge. Now you see how much power Yosef has now. He says, wow, thank you Hashem that you, yeah, you made me forget all the troubles that I had. Nashani menashe. But there's one problem. The second part, what does he say? Ve'et kol bet avi. And you made me forget my whole household of my father. I know, is that, is that, how do you explain that? How do you explain that? How do you explain that? The first part I understand. Nashani Elohim, you made me forget the hardships. But the second part, you're right, you're in power. You forget your household? Listen to what the Malbim says. Listen to what the Malbim says. Malbim says, it's completely the opposite. It's completely the opposite. You know what? I actually, what, what does that mean? What, what is he saying? What is Malbim saying? I'll read it to you. I have it written down. I wrote it down. Mabim, these exact words of the Mabim. What does he say? Shelo yishkach on yo be'etatov. Means like this. It means quite the opposite. Yosef understood that he's in a very high position. Right now, when you're in a very high position in life, you have to understand something. The whole world is going to Yosef. It's not like one person. Imagine right now you're sitting down. You're sitting down in Brooklyn, New York, wherever you're sitting down. And the entire world is coming over to you for, 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 for money to support themselves. And you have all the money in the world. You have all the money. And they can't get this money anywhere else but you. How good do you feel? Think about it for a second. Imagine the whole world is coming to your door. You're sitting in your house. Every single day you have a knock on your door, a line. From morning to night, everybody coming. Please, can I have some money? Food, there's that. Now by yourself it's all food. It's more than just money. It's food. So imagine the whole world is going, can I have bread? Imagine you get it. You're the only one in the world that has the bread and they're all coming to you and they're saying, can I have bread? Can I have bread? Can I have bread? Can I have bread? And we're not talking about only Egypt. Worldwide. You're world renowned. Every person in the world, you got to come to Yosef. They need food. They need food. Even the brothers, they came to Yosef. They needed food. The whole world. How good do you feel? Great. Feel unbelievable. So what does Yosef do? Yosef says, 
I don't want to forget. So because I don't want to forget, he does the opposite. So it's not that I forget my troubles and I forget my father's house. No. I'm going to call it Menashe so I do not forget my hardships and my father's household. Why is that? Why? Because he knows when a person is on a high level like that, sometimes a person in life, it can get to your head. How many people do you know get to their head? Success can get to their head so fast. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So Yosef makes a siman. He makes a, 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 a reminder for himself. This is what he's saying. The Mabim is saying that what? What is he doing? He's making a siman, a reminder, never ever to forget where he came from. Menashe! I don't want to forget! Now I could forget! I don't want to forget! I'm leaving Menashe. Where do we see that also? By Moshe Rabbeinu, did the same thing. What did Moshe Rabbeinu do? He named his son Gershom. Why Gershom? Why Gershom? Gershom. Moshe is saying, I'm in Midian. Who's going to marry me? He finally gets married. He's a, nobody knows Moshe at the time. Nobody knows Moshe. At that time, who knows Moshe? He's a Gershom. He's a stranger over there. Gershom. He wanted to cap something. He wanted to remind himself for the rest of his life. So therefore he made a siman to always thank Hashem by saying what? Gershom. Gershom. I'll never forget that. So what's the best way to make a reminder for yourself? If a person himself names his own child. Gershom. Automatic, always remember. Gershom, Gershom, wow, thank you, Hashem. Imagine I was a Gershom, I was a stranger there, and I still got married. Wow, you're amazing, Hashem. He made a symbol to remind himself never to forget. Never to forget. Where else do you have it? Stay where else? Where else do you have it? They say the first person to thank Hashem, Mesechem Berachot, says, Who is the first person? What did we learn? What does it say? Who is the first person? Adam. What does it say? Marco. Which one? Yehuda. <laughs> Abraham was the first person who, who, uh, who said, But Le'ah, so what did I say? Yehuda? Le'ah, sorry. Le'ah named her child Yehuda. First person to think Hashem. Now there's a very big question on this. What do you mean the first person to think Hashem? A lot of people think Hashem before La'ah. Why does it say La'ah was the first person to think Hashem? You know what he says? What's the answer? The answer is, the Mephashim explain, this is the first person to thank Hashem by using such a thank you, calling her son Yehuda. Thank you. Why? She never wanted to forget what happened. We all know there was four wives, right? There was four, Bilhah, Zilpah, we had Rachel, Le'ah, Zilpah, Bilhah. They all had Shemati. What happens? Le'ah had one extra. If you split it, it's a three, 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 and three, right? Three times four, right? But what? 
got an extra one, he got the fourth. So by the fourth one, she says, wow, now it can't be, I'm having more than everybody else. I'm having more than everybody else. Thank you, Hashem, Yehuda. I'm going to name him Yehuda. The fourth child of of Le'ah was who? Yehuda. Never ever to forget Yehuda. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So in life we're seeing that they're making simanim, symbolism, in order not to forget. Should I tell you where else we have that? Tell you, tell you two more places, three more places. There's a story about a man named Nicanor. Anybody ever hear the story about Nicanor? Gemara speaks about Nicanor. Anybody knows? Oh, the doors. What's the story? In the Beit Hamikdash, they needed to get doors for the Beit Hamikdash. A guy named Nicanor. What did he do? He went ahead and he went to Alexandria to get the most, the nicest doors that he could find. He gets these doors. He's coming back home. There's a storm. What are they saying? There's a storm over here. There's a storm. Oh my goodness. We got we to gotta, we gotta throw things off the boat. What is the first thing they do? They take one of the doors that Nicanor had and they threw it off the boat. Nicanor is like, oh my goodness, this is the, this is the door that, that, I wanted, that, that, that I worked so hard to get. Oh my goodness. Then they take the second door. So the storm didn't end. They're trying to throw that over. Nicanor says, if you throw that over, I'm getting thrown with it. Storm out. You have the guts to do such a thing. He said, I'm holding on. You want to throw it? I'm, I, I don't care. I'm going with it. All of a sudden, the storm stops. They get to the shore. The other door that they threw, they see it's swept to shore. And Nicanor now is able to take both doors and bring it to the Beit HaMikdash. By the Beit HaMikdash, there's something called Sha'ar Nicanor, the gateway of Nicanor. The gateway of Nicanor. It's not over. Later on, the people were able to get golden doors. There was a few Sha'ar, different types of gates, and now they want to change all the gates to gold. But, Sha'ar Nicanor, the doors of Nicanor, didn't change. What do you mean? It's not gold. What's it going to be? It's not as nice. It's not as pretty. No. You see from the fact that he did what he did, it's better for all B'nai Yisrael to know for generations and generations to come what Nicanor did. It's even more precious than gold. But okay, gold. you're right, gold, we want gold, we do want gold doors, we want gold gates, we want. But right now we can't forget, we're making a siman, we're making a symbol, how great it is. You have to remind yourself how great it is, and therefore we're not changing the doors in Nicanor. Give me another example. The coin of Abraham Avinu. Kamala says, there were special coins that Abraham Avinu had. And on it, what was the minting of it? You know what the minting of it was? On one side, it was an older man and an older woman. The other side, was a younger man and a younger woman. 
So, what's the understanding to that? There's many explanations. One explanation is, What does that mean? It means what? It means that when we're young, when we're old, both times, the Jewish people need everybody. Old and the young. There's no such thing. Oh, he's uh, too young to do uh, whatever he's doing. Oh, no, no, no. No such thing. We need the young and we need the old. Oh, he's too old. No, no, no. We need everybody. From the young to the old, all is important. Don't forget anybody. Second thing is what? Second thing is, the Ma'asha explains, so that he'll never forget that he had a child at his old age. Get an answer before. What's the reason why that he what? He shouldn't forget ever. What? That he had a child. He was waiting for so long. He became old man. He got a young child. He got a baby. Oh wow. That you put on a coin. Because the coin you're always spending. You're always using it, right? So you never want to forget those times. Yeah, is that clear? So what are we learning here tonight? We're learning here tonight uh, Yisod. The Yisod is, the foundation of it here is, sometimes in our life, we have to make simanim, symbols, rememberings, in order for us never to forget certain situations in our life. Everybody in their life is, goes through something. There's no such thing as a guy going through this world from the beginning till 120 with no up and down. Everybody's going to have an up and a down. Everybody's going to have a down and an up. Up and a down. Down and up. Up and a down. Now what is your, your, what, what are you supposed to do? You're supposed to take everything and remember everything about it. You have a guy that just came to the country, let's say, 30 years ago, and he came as a pauper. He came as the poorest man can be. And what? And yet, he still wears a certain... Uh, uh, a watch where he can afford to get a $250,000 watch. What is he wearing? He's wearing his Casio. You know remember those Casios with the, with, the, with the calculator? He's wearing his Casio watch with the calculator. You know what I'm talking about, Stephen? You don't know. The Casio watch with the calculator? Oh, he's only used to the big, big door. Big, big. Huh? You know what I'm talking about, right? See, you go to the guy and he say, why are you wearing such a watch? I don't understand. Like, what's going on over here? What are you wearing such a watch for? Like, I don't understand. You're wearing a Casio? You could wear any watch. You could wear a, a, a million dollar watch. You're wearing a Casio? What does he tell you? Rabbi, you're right. But I remember, he starts telling me, I remember the time where he couldn't even afford even a watch. And he saved all this money, which was, who knows, 50 bucks, in order to buy this watch. And now later on, he made a lot of wealth, he made a lot of panasah, he made a lot of money. But he never wants to forget where he came from. So therefore, he'll never want to change his watch. And he wants to keep the Casio. This guy's wearing a crazy Armani suit, at least $4,000 suit. You know, and what looks uh, looks like his tie is at least uh, you know uh, five hundred bucks. And his watch fifty bucks. What's going on? His shoes, yeah, who knows what? His belt, yeah. What's going on over here? What's with your shoes? What's with your sock? It's unbelievable. Why, why, why are you wearing a fifty dollar watch? Says what? I don't want my money to get to my head. I always want to remember where I came from. That's what I'm doing. 
That's what I want to do. That's it. That's it. That is a, a, a greatness in a person where he never wants to forget. Why does he want to forget? He tells me, because I don't want the money to get to my head. I don't want it to get to my head. And therefore, I want to stay humble. And this already humbles me. The fact that it's on my, my hand, I have in mind, I know exactly where I came from. And nobody can tell me that. Because I know exactly where I came from. And like this, it humbles me. I remind myself to be humble. Remember where you came from. Remember where you are. Don't let success get to your head. Don't let it get... What's Gava? Gava is, is you're arrogant. You feel that you're better than... You're, you're allowed to feel good. But you can't feel I'm better than that person because I have more success than that person. Because who gave you your success? You actually believe that you could have even your own family. You actually believe you could have a family? A wife and kids without HaKadosh Hu giving you that blessing? Who do you think you are? Oh look, Rabbi, I have such a big family. I have... Who gave you that family? Who gave you that wife? Who gave you that kids? Wait, you know what kind of gift it is to get a kid? Well, what do you think? I'm so successful. I have such a big mishpacha. Look, what'd you do? What'd you, what did you do? The guy comes in sitting as a mahogany, mahogany desk with an awesome office. You come in, wow, look at this. I'm the most successful over here. What are you, what are you talking about? Who gave you this? Who gave you all this money? You actually believe that you yourself made this money? So what do the big tzaddikim do? They remind themselves. How do they remind themselves? By making a siman. By making a remembrance. I'll never forget this situation. It's with that in life also, and everything in life. Take an example in everything. There was one guy that he himself, has shalom, he was going blind. And they said, oh my goodness, this the surgery, this is the last surgery they do. If not, he was wearing glasses, thick, 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 thick glasses. Thick glasses, I'm talking about thick. You know the big, I'm sure you know, you know who I'm talking about, they have the thick glasses. Don't mention no names. You know, like the thick glasses, you know what I mean? Thick glasses. Like you can't see the guy. You can't see the guy's eyeballs. Like it's just like this, like literally like this thick. You see like this thick. Last surgery. I think it was a negative 20, 25 or something, negative 20. What's the highest one? Negative 20, 25? 20. 20 is a negative 20. The guy's negative 20. Thick like this. Imagine it's even like this. Tells me, he pulls off the glass, he can't see nothing. He sees blur. He sees white. Can't see. He's wearing black, he sees just a blur. This is the last surgery he could do for his eyes. They do the surgery. He gets out of the surgery. A few days later, he's able to see. You know what this guy does every day? Every day. You know what he has in his pocket when he, when he has it in his pocket? Glasses. He has those glasses. What are you holding the glasses? Five years ago you did the surgery. Rabbi, I never want to forget the chesed that Hashem did for me. I never want to forget the chesed that Hashem did for me. I'll never forget it. So therefore, I put my glasses over here. I never forget. I put it in my pocket. I never forget. And every day I wake up. For chaos, give it
I can see! Yishtabach Shemo La'ad! He tells me his bracha, Pokeach Ivri, is the biggest bracha he could ever have in his life. The biggest bracha. Pokeach Ivri. But what did he do with this tzaddik? He put glasses in his pocket so he'll never forget the situation that he was in. So always thank Hashem for that situation. It's not just, oh yeah, I know. It's what you do! I'm always remembering. I'm always reminding myself. I'm always reminding myself. Wow! Comes a guy. He couldn't get married for a long time. Couldn't get married a long time. Finally, it's his day, it's his wedding. Day of his wedding. He's the happiest guy. Unbelievable. Rabbi, I got married. All the fellow. Never got married before. So excited. Rabbi, I finally got married. What does this guy have? Every day he comes to shul. He folded in a mini size his wedding invitation to hold in his pocket 24 hours he walks. You're married already for 10 years. What are you doing? Rabbi, you don't know how hard it was for me? I don't care. I'm always remembering when I hold my invitation in my pocket. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave me my zivuk. Hashem did it. You know how many people are married? They ever think of thinking Hashem? I'm married this amount of years? Wow! Married! Wow! So what does this man do? He goes ahead and he holds an invitation in his pocket to never forget that he's married. Never forget it. Why can't we do that? Oh no, Rabbi, I got married at 22, 23, I'm good. <laughs> what do you mean? You could have been like any other guy getting married much, much later. What are you talking about? If anything, you have to think Hashem more than the other guy. Because you got married a younger age, who knows? You understand what I'm saying over here? Is that clear what we're saying over here? We gave three examples so far. One, the guy with the watch, the Casio watch. Guy successful in money. Don't forget don't forget your humble beginnings. Don't let it start getting to your head. Don't let it do that. Second, health. We gave an example of health. Don't forget your eyes got better. Well, that's it. A year passes after the surgery. I'm good. I'll see you later. Hashem, thank you very much. No, no, no. no. Don't forget. How am I ever going to forget? Put your glasses in your pocket. You'll show me the name like that. And if you never had glasses in your life, and you never had issues in your eyes? You know how much more so you have to thank Hashem? You're the guy that should go buy a pair of glasses just to put it in your pocket. Thank you Hashem that I don't have to wear glasses. Seriously. Take your case, put it in. You know, every time you put glasses, you have that thing, you know what I'm talking about? You know, anybody wears glasses, you know what I'm talking about? You have that item over there? You know what I'm talking about? You see what now? You have that item. You know glasses? You have glasses? Steve Mark, you have? You know what I'm talking about? You have this, you have that. Some people in the, in the morning, they can't wake, they can't see where they're going in the morning without glasses. The middle of the night, they're, going, they're trying to go to the bathroom, they can't go to the bathroom without putting on the glasses. How annoying is that? And you don't have glasses? And you never thank Hashem for that? And you don't even buy a fake pair of glasses? Just a fake pair. You go buy five bucks, fake pair, boom. Put it in my pocket, oh, thank Hashem, I don't have to wear these. That's health. That's health. 
I hope I don't know if anybody's going to do it. I hope I do that. Somebody should try to do something in order in order to do it. But I'm telling you, it's a very important thing. By the way, this is me that the shalimim carry. Oh no, Rabbi, it's annoying. It's this that. Yeah, but still feel feel grateful. What about the guy that holding his still wedding invitation? Ah, he doesn't forget. Thank you, Hashem, that I'm married. Really, do it. What about a guy who wanted to be successful in yeshiva? And his whole life he was failing and 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 failing. And finally the light opened up and his brain starts opening up and he starts understanding. He starts re- re- knowing how to learn Gemara. He starts learning how to learn Tosafot. He starts learning how to learn. Oh, oh I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget this. How many times do you have a lady? Right? What? She wasn't stealing. And now all of a sudden she becomes stealing. But she doesn't want to forget the thankfulness of Hashem. So she takes those jean pants that she had and she turns it into a skirt. And she's 20 years. 20 years. She's showing her kid that's 18, that's 19, 20. Her daughter that's 19, 20. Ma, what is this skirt? Jean skirt? What's going on? This is my jean skirt. I'll never throw it out ever in my life. This is the jean skirt that when I had my jeans pants, I said, this is, I'm starting now to beat the youth. That's it! That's it! And she holds that 20 years. I know, I, I have, a, this is my relative, by the way, one of my relatives. 20 years. She has a jean skirt in the closet. So what are, you, what are you doing? What are you still there? Rabbi, I'll never throw out my life. Why? Says this is my remembrance, my first time I became Sneot, I'll never forget it. This is what I did for Hashem, I'll always keep it and I'll always remember it. How many times the first time where what where he finally gave the the, the one time he had a dream to give a big check to charity, a big big check to charity, and now this guy. Hundred grand, let's say, a million dollars. He gave his first million dollars. And the guy gave a million dollars. And now, that was his first check, million dollars. And he holds, and now he's giving, he gives, now a million dollars, nothing to him. He gives 10 million a year, 20 million a year, 30 million a year. And now, but what? The first million, that was his goal. He holds the million dollar receipt. You know, there's a, there was a guy in our community. You know what he did? You know what he did? Guy in our community. I heard this firsthand from his grandkids. And I heard it firsthand from the rabbi that was in his office. This wealthy guy. Listen to what he did. Listen to what he did. He had in his office a box, like a metal uh, 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 safe. And any rabbi that would walk in his office, he would give, he would give tzedakah a lot of tzedakah. A lot of tzedakah. Any guy, any rabbi that would walk into his office, he would tell him, I'm giving you a check, I need a receipt. Need a check, need a receipt. Everyone says, You're giving 20 people a day. Every guy, he's not, he, he began, he's not working, we're just giving out checks for tzedakah. He's in his office, everybody knows he's there, he's just there, give tzedakah. So they asked him, why do you need a receipt from every, 20 receipts every day? says, you see my box? This is my safe. I want to remind myself. These are all my, my mitzvot that I'm taking with me after 120. 
That's what he said. He wants to make a reminder. For, never forget, this is all the charity I gave. I need to receive from every single person. Because this is where my business is. Yeah, you're right, I'm selling this, selling that, selling this, selling that. All great. But what am I taking to the grave after 120? These receipts. Never forget. He made a siman never to forget that mitzvah of tzedakah that he was giving, giving to people. Yeah. You have to remind yourself. I know a fellow, he writes a journal every single day without fail. He, his goal is, he wants to learn a certain amount of hours. And every day he writes, I learned this, today is December 2000, I did two, every day, and he writes, I learned this amount of hours, I learned that, I said, what are you doing? I never want to forget my accomplishments. This is what I did. This is what I did. Abotai, we're learning from Yosef. We're learning from Yosef what? Kinashani, the reason why he named him Moshe Menashe according to the Mabim. The Mabim is explained the Pasuk. Menashe, Kinashani Elohim, it called Amalivi, it called Bedavi. That I forget my troubles. No, because I want to call him Menashe, never to forget my troubles. I want to call him Menashe, never to forget my, my house, my, my house where I came from. The way you read the Pasuk is opposite. I'll call him Menashe to forget. My troubles. To forget my father's house. That can't be. How are you going to forget your father's house? No, no, no. I'm calling him Menashe to always remind me that what? I'll never forget the Hesed that Hashem did for me even though now I'm the most successful person alive right now and I'm supporting the whole world with food. I'll never forget. Why? Menashe. He put a siman. Abraham Avinu never wanted to forget that he was old and he was young. And when he was old age, he got a young, uh, young child. So he minted a coin. He minted a coin. You know what the Maharsha says? Why on a coin? Because coins, when you make a lot, a lot of... What, what could cause gava? Sometimes when a person has a lot of coins. Yeah, wow, look at me, I'm so well. So they put it on a coin. No, no, no. Remember a coin, right there. Huh? You know what's going on over here? And therefore, Abotai, that's the same reason why never to forget and therefore the lesson to be learned is never to forget not just never to forget do things to remind yourself never to forget do, do things we gave a lot of examples bring your own examples bring your own examples think of your own examples and apply it and do it You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.